Welcome to Sex and Intimacy with Mary Jo Rapini, the place where you can leave your baggage at the door and learn new and exciting ways to keep it hot with the one you love. And don't forget, send me all your questions and comments because I want to talk about them on the air. Send them to maryjoerapini.com or tweet me at maryjoerapini. Dating the second time around, it's always a little bit tougher when you have kids at home. And that's what we're going to talk about right now. We're going to talk about dating maybe after a divorce or maybe you lost your spouse or your ex in an accident. Um, At any rate, you have children and, and you're dating with kids or maybe you just need help getting back in the game after a split with someone you've been with a long time and you're just wondering about how to get a, get into dating again. So with me uh, on this podcast is Maria Todd. Maria Todd is a famous anchor for, she now is with 92FM in Houston area, but she's been all over. So I'm just going to let Maria introduce herself and we'll go from there. Maria Jo, thanks so much for having me back. Uh, yes, I've been uh, in the Houston market off and on for the last, God, I hate saying it out loud, 20 years. <laughs> but um, I started out in Buffalo, New York, doing radio there. Um, and then came to Houston, then went to San Francisco, and then came back because I really love Texas. So I'm happy to be back and happy to be with you. Uh, well, I'm really glad to have you today. You know, I wanted to start out, Maria, just kind of talking mostly for my listeners and viewers who are dating a man or woman who is a parent because it is a lot different, and I think it takes a really uh, a mature person to date a, someone who has kids because you can't, you know, it's not all about you anymore. It's not all about you as a couple or you as a person because you have to be understanding about the person's kids at home. And I know you kind of have this situation, and, and I thought, man, you'll be able to really help a lot with insights too. Well, briefly, my situation is I started dating a man that has Four, well, four children. Well, his oldest son has grown. He has an eight-year-old and then also a 14- and a 16-year-old, which they were a little younger when we started dating. We've been dating six years Well, and been engaged for probably the last five of those. But, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. We'll get into that on your marriage show. But um, <laughs> the thing about dating someone with kids, like you said, you have to know that they're going to put those kids first. And if you get the right person, they'll make a good balance where they'll spend time with the kids and make sure the kids get everything they need. But they'll also make sure that you get an alone time as a couple, too, so that that what you need as a couple gets taken care of as well. And that's key because I think what happens a lot of times is when you date a parent with kids, they that that parent has a lot of guilt left over maybe from the relationship or that they're a single parent and they're not giving their kid enough. And sometimes the child will manipulate the parent and say, you know, you're always with her now or you're always with him. You don't have time for us. And so what you just said is really important. The balance is important. And that's for either a man or a woman, whether who, whichever person is the one that has the kids, whether they're the custodial parent or the parent that gets them every other weekend, that you know you have to make time for them to be with the kids alone. And also, if you're serious in your relationship and have been together a while, 
that when they introduce you into the kid's life, that you can have a good experience with them too. Like some of the things, when I first got together with Al, uh, I met his kids at Christmas. Well, who doesn't like somebody that comes in with an armload of Christmas presents? Hey, That's we love you. Story, huh? You're great. You're the greatest thing ever. Well, the thing is, every time they see me, I'm not going to have an armload of presents. So I sat them down, and, and we had a discussion. I said, look, at that point, I was, I was engaged to Al. And so I said, look, I'm not going to marry your dad if any of you guys object, if you don't like me or you just don't want him to get married again or whatever it is, because you're very important to your father. And I know he loves you guys more than he loves me, and you're more important to him. And I'm okay with that. And sometimes we're not going to get along. But at the end of the day, I'm going to always respect you, and I would hope that you'd always respect me, and we'll move on from there. Now, I've been lucky. I'm not going to say it works out that way for everybody, but his kids and I have grown to love each other. One of them actually, the youngest one, lives with us now. And actually, by turns, like the oldest, the middle, all of them have lived with us at some point or another. And it's worked out fine. But you have to realize that you're going to be second in the relationship, or maybe even third, depending on how many kids See, there are. Whatever. And I, I think most people don't. And it's want hard. That. It is. It's, it's hard, hard to do. Sometimes, you know, you may want to have plans, or you may want to do something on your anniversary. But oh, it's his weekend to have the kids, so you have to do something that's a family thing instead of maybe a trip for two like you wanted. You'll get your time, but you just have to realize that it's, you know, sometimes there's something more important than you. And it was different for me because I don't have kids of my own, so it's having to learn to put you know, put them first and to be flexible because this is the way it is. This is the reality. Were you real respectful of their mother too in your case? Because I, you know, I've, I've heard a lot and what it seems to me just being a therapist is that when, when you enter this family, you have to be respective of that other parent. Like, you, you don't want to say bad things. Oh, even, never. Even if the child's parent, who you love, talks badly about them, you do not want to get in that. I try to stay out of it. Their relationship is their relationship. It has nothing to do with me. I never get involved, even when they may be disagreeing. I don't take a side in that because, well, one, it's, it's, not, it's not my argument. They're, at the end of the day, legally, these are not my children. See, that's And so I have important. to stay out of it. Even if I feel like, oh, you're, you're saying mean things to the person I love, I still have to stay out of that. Mm-hmm. That's Because that's, it's not going to help. It just makes things worse. Right. Yeah, well, because they have resentment. They'll, they'll feel resentment toward you then if you start saying things. And then they, I would only assume that they would be more protective of their kids coming over and spending time with you. And it puts a wedge between you and the children, too, because that's their mother right. or their father that you're talking about. You know, mm-hmm. even if that's your loved one's ex, that's still their kid's mother or father. That's right. How do you find, Maria, when, when you're with the kids— are you a disciplinarian, or is did you stay out of that too? Oh like, no, I, you know, only if they were running in front of a train, and the only way I could <laughs> save them would be <laughs> to do something. No, I always leave the discipline to Al because, again, it's like they are my children, but they're not. You know, there's a reason there's a step in there for the parent, right. and I feel like I, I'm not going to discipline them. I will tell their father, look, you know, if you if they are disrespectful, say in the way they speak to me. Or they do something they not they know they're not supposed to do because kids are going to try you all the time, and I leave it. That's to your parent, or I'll even say I'm going to tell your mom that you do you talk to your mom like this. I'm going to tell your mom you've been talking like this. Right. You know. So you kind of form an alliance with her then because you're you're saying to the child while you're here I'm holding you accountable 
to your mother who's not here and to your, you know, probably to your dad too. If you're under punishment at your mom's house, you're under mm-hmm. punishment at our house. Oh, so, so you've kept all those boundaries. Yeah, so See, I, and that's so important because usually that that isn't there. And that's why we have a lot of trouble with that adjustment for kids. And I feel bad for them because a divorce is a hard enough adjustment without having their living situation after. So if you're dating someone who has kids, it's important that that you understand this is a whole new this is a whole new lifestyle and to make it work it means you you have to step back many times and just look on right you know and it's and again it's hard mm-hmm. i'm not going to say it's not like sometimes i'm not you know in my car mumbling under my breath but you know for the good of the children you have to put sometimes the way you feel aside or what you might want to say aside for for their good so when you and al do have time together do you guys make it um, like how how does that work? Do you ever talk about the kids or when he's talking to you about their you know that they're, he doesn't like things that that are going on? I my guess would be that you would be supportive but just not get involved in it. If he asks my opinion about a situation, mm-hmm. I'll be honest from my point of view in that. And my thing is, I don't believe that just because somebody's my my fiance, my lover, my spouse, that they're 100% correct in every situation all the time. I believe that there's always two sides to it. And I try to make him see the woman side of it. Well, maybe it's not that she's doing this to antagonize you. Maybe she's doing it because this is the way she sees something and doesn't understand something. Or maybe you need to explain something in a different way. Right. Or I, I try to encourage him to always take the high road and, you know, to try not to get too upset about some of these things that at the end of the day you both have the goal of having the best life for your kids your disagreement is how to get them there right right well you know now one of the things I, I want to just shift into a little bit is that you know when you are the parent and you find let's say you're dating and all of a sudden you know you're online you find someone that's really special and you want to start including this other person in your life, how do you make that transition? Like therapeutically, what we usually say is wait for a very long time to to introduce this special person. Like don't ever, there's, there was a, um, one of my clients came to see me and he was actively dating and he had a three-year-old and he continually took the three-year-old on these dinner dates with new women when he would take them out. And I always, you know, I was I was so against that and I would tell him, you know, I don't think this is a good idea. She, you know, she's gonna be confused. She, basically they had only been divorced a year and I said, you're gonna confuse your little girl. And it seems like it's a weird thing to do with with a potential date or a potential somebody who you were gonna be with. And he said, well, I just wanted them to know up front that- Well, you can tell them, you don't have to bring the child along as proof. Right, and, and I think what happened is he did that in a sense for himself because he had the baby, he had the child that weekend, and he didn't wanna give up his dating he he wanted he was bored taking care of his daughter so he actually went out to restaurants with his daughter and this other woman and of course the women thought he the baby was so cute and they wanted to help him because they wanted they were trying to be a good date and so it he basically was able to step back have her do the work 
dis and he would just let her kind of discipline the child too and i just I, I just think that that is a wrong precedent to set for your child. I think he was almost auditioning a new mom. Yeah. I'll bring the baby and see, how to go. can you take care of the kid? Great. Then you can be the girlfriend now. Exactly. But that's not, I don't, I agree with you. I don't think it's good for the child because they're going to, like you said, they're going to be confused. Although it probably made it easier on him on the date too, because it's a distraction. I don't have to come up with, you know, insightful conversation. I don't have to have you get to know me. You'll get to know the child and form a bond with the child and want to see the child again. I just happen to be the person that's driving it. So thereby I don't have to get all involved in this relationship. Exactly. Exactly. She was, uh, the, the three-year-old was being used, but in all honesty, if you are in the position where you're going to start dating and you have children, I think that the timing of when you tell the kids is everything. Like yours happened at Christmas, but I'll bet Al prepared the kids a long time before that. Oh, they knew I was coming and I had spoken to them on the phone, you know, leading up mm -hmm. to that. And so it's, you know, it wasn't a shock when they finally saw me. I think if anything, they were just anticipating now because right. the big buildup. So who's this person? Right. So right. that kind of helped me. <laughs> exactly. So when you came in, you kind of had a sense that they already knew you a little bit. So, and that's really important if you're listening to this today. And, and please give us a tweet at Mary Jo Rapini um, or at Maria Todd, because we'd really like to know if you have any questions because you know, uh, we can help you out while you're in this situation. It is kind of scary, I think. I, I think if you're a parent, the last person that you ever want to harm with your own private or social life are your kids. So, When would you say is the proper time, if you have kids, to actually bring them into a relationship? And, and what would be the proper way to do it? I don't think a dinner date is it. Like, you know, how, how do you think someone should introduce their child into a relationship? You know, the best way is if you do something where the kids are comfortable. So, it, you know, go to the pic go to the park, um, go on a picnic, have it be, um, you know, Sunday, some people on Sunday afternoon, they go to the movies and then or Friday nights, they have pizza night. Those are really good things. You always, the first time you tell your kids about someone um, new in your life that you potentially want to spend your life with, it should always be with with the idea that you're going to make it comfortable for them. And usually your partner, the, the person you're dating, will be comfortable with that as well. And then I think the second thing, Maria, is that you always want to prepare the kids. You know how Al did? He prepared them and they got to talk to you. I think the more you prepare your kids and you tell them, listen, this is someone who's special to me. And you don't have to say a boyfriend or a girlfriend, but I do think the kids do better when they know this is someone I respect coming from their parents. And, you know, a lot of kids have this fantasy that you're, somehow their parents are going to get back together. And so, you know, it's clear that you should never do it um, until at least a year has gone since the divorce because I have a lot of couples reintroducing their kids to special people like after a month and that's just you know it's it's almost abusive to the child I think they haven't even gotten used to the divorce and already there's someone that that another parent is going to try and and bring in to and it, it feels like a replacement it feels like kids are replaced too that way and mo you know you are lucky because you didn't have other children, but many step parents, they come together with kids of their own. 
and they kind of expect the kids are all going to get along. Oh, boy. It's not the Brady Bunch. That's TV. I know. And it's so, you know, and I, uh, so many of my clients have told me there is no such thing as a blended family. The, it's always a little bit water and oil for a long time. And sometimes you'll see some blending, but it takes a long time. Yeah, I think it, I can't even tell you how it would help. I'm, all I can think of is I just imagine that there's probably jealousy and different types of issues. Oh, it's, it's incredible. I think too that what a really good idea is to, um, before you ever introduce the kids to this person, be sure you tell your ex-spouse that that there is someone special because if especially in the event that those kids are not living with you that they're just coming for the weekend the the kids already like when they go back home they're like the monitors are going to tell the other parent what's happening and that parent will feel that ex will feel less violated if it came from their ex-spouse you know um, I am seeing someone. I just want you to know. And, and that's another reason why it's so much better if it's at least a year because it kind of gives both of you a, a chance to go through that whole grieving process and kind of get clear with what happened because I think until that ha- I think until you've processed some of that, it's very painful. Even if you wanted the divorce, it's very painful or the split. Oh, yeah. So I, that's really important. And, I, and then also after you introduce the kids and, and to this new person, it's, I, I, it's really important that you kind of, you know, let days go by and kind of ask the kids how they felt about it. Were they uncomfortable? What do they think? And depending on the age of those child, children is where you will get the most controversy usually. The younger the child, they usually are open to it. Yeah, they're a little more flexible. When mm-hmm. you get the older ones, it's kind of, yeah. you know. And see, you were probably really smart with that because the older the stepkids or potential stepkids, the wiser you are if you step back as a, as a potential step-parent. And just let them kind of warm up to you. Don't force anything. No, so. and sometimes it takes a while. I mean, they're not, they won't necessarily, you know, be running up and hugging you the first day, you know, and, and, and maybe one will do that, but there's one that stands off and it's, you know, getting to know them each individually. Right. One of the things that I did was um, after a time to try to get one-on-one time with each child to oh, learn about smart. what kind of things they're interested in, mm-hmm. what they like, dislike, so on and so forth. And at this point, I've kind of become like the the sounding board. You know, like I'm not telling mom, I'm not telling dad, but I'll tell you what's oh, going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I'll be your safe haven. I was like, but I, if it's something, you know, that's like criminal or something like that, you know, I'm going to have to tell your mom or dad. I can't keep that secret. Right. But anything else you want to talk about, some guy you like at school or whatever, yeah, we can talk about that. I'm like, just, and they always want to give me these sex questions, relationship <laughs> questions. I'm like, why do you ask your mom or dad these questions? Why? Well, I did ask my mom, but I want to ask you too. You know, they, I'm, they, I'm the second opinion. Right. Well, that's good. <laughs> that means they really trust you. How long did it take before you felt comfortable? It's probably months, maybe six months or so. Oh, okay. After you or, met them? Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, to be really, actually, it's an ongoing process because they'll bring up things that I'm still uncomfortable with. <laughs> What? Why are you asking me? Well, I'm you have one. four, right? Yeah, so it's, you know, just kind of, the oldest one is very quiet, but he had someone very close to him pass away suddenly. Oh. And that was, <clears throat> like, a little, it was a little rough for a while because 
sometimes, you know, as you say about men, that they'll get into some destructive behaviors and trying to talk to him and um, try to get him to see that that wasn't the way to go about things. And then, you know, the, the two middle ones are all into the dating and balancing dating with your homework. And then... <laughs> The nine-year-old just, you know, she just wants to dance and and have a thousand pets and is trying to talk her down off the ledge of a new puppy every week. Yeah, I see. Do you guys have a puppy? We have two. Oh, you have two. Which is plenty. We have two dogs, which is plenty of dogs. We really don't need any more dogs. We're, we're all full up on dog. <laughs> but see, that's really important because you, you included the things that made the kids feel better. So we home, have a place so. to go to. You right. know, everybody should have something. We, I let the, even though I had to grit my teeth, mm-hmm. we let them pick out their own paint colors for their rooms oh, and paint really them. Oh, that's really neat. And I'm like, because we can always paint them back later. But, you know, mm-hmm. and the one picked, like, this hideous green paint. Mm-hmm. with, And she wanted to put pink handprints all over it. And at the time, she was dating this boy, and she wanted to paint, I love, you know, whatever his name is. <laughs> and I'm like, honey, you know, at the time she was in middle school, and I'm like, honey, you know, a couple weeks from now, you may not feel the same way. Anyway, right. suffice it to say, there was repainting before the end of the summer. As long as she can help repaint. Yes, because I, I was all okay. <laughs> so, Maria, I do want to talk a little bit about online dating with um, people that that have been through like a divorce or something, and people that are married and still trying to online date. Because I, you know, I think that's so important with keeping women safe. I have a lot of forty. 30, 30, late 30s and 40 and 50-year-old women now that are recently divorced or they're widowed and they're into the dating scene and they're going on the, um, on the computer for these dating sites. And so there are, you know, there's a lot of, as we talked earlier, there's a lot of people that date that aren't honest on the websites. And one of the big things we're seeing now is especially married men who date online. So I, have you ever looked in those da- dating websites at all? or have You You I, never I to, dated that way, did you? I, I, I did, but not very much. Like maybe mm-hmm. I think I had four dates off the Internet just because it wasn't for me. I'm not saying that other people can't be successful with it. I've had friends that have been very successful with it. I don't yeah, know. I, I have just, too. I, I've gone to a lot of weddings from online dating. I, I think my, say. my skepticism must have come through somehow in what I was writing and yeah. <laughs> attracting some weird people. They could just taste the skepticism. But yeah. um, I think it's important that you try that you try to be honest as best because it's otherwise you're going to attract somebody that you don't want. Right, right. Because they're coming for the profile that you gave them, not the profile of who you really are. So let's start out just talking about photos, the importance of photos and and what happens with those. You know, when you put a photo up, um, if you really Photoshop it so that it no longer even looks like you, when they see it, they they don't know that. And they're going to think that that's how you look. So um, especially for you ladies that, you know, so much of how you feel about yourself is how you look. It's more important that you try to stay authentic. You can you can put you can be your best self, but as much as possible, have the photo be recent and as real as possible. Because that when you when you finally meet the person, it's going to really benefit you because you won't have to be nervous about that that part of it. They know what you look like, and you can always maybe that night you'll put on makeup and heels and you'll look better than that profile picture and that's always a better situation to go into than 
than looking like you've gained 50 pounds and and got you know, 10 years older overnight. Yes, <laughs> yes, and I think guys do that too, but guys most sensitive area are are if they're going bald. And so you'll see a lot of photos where they have a hat on. You got to take those hats off, guys, because it's oh, not I that I know why why do they do that? Hats and sunglasses. People that put photos up where you can't see their eyes. Yeah, because I, I eyes are the uh, glasses. Are, eye, eyes are the window of the soul, and if you have sunglasses on, you you may be sensitive to the light, or you may be bipolar, or you may be on drugs. We don't know what's going on, so take those off and take your hat off. It's just because hair hair is attractive, and and if you're bald, that's a good look too. But it's just good to see the whole thing, so we so that the person looking at the profile knows what they're getting into. Yeah, because you're not going to wear that hat the whole time we're dating. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Although I have had couples that they do that. Are so. you going to bed in that hat yeah. too? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of scary. <laughs> and and I guess the best way that I can tell you about profiles is everybody lies on those profiles. I mean, I've read a few of them, and many people don't know what to write, but there, there are signs, like if the person is married, and the the way you'll know if they're married is they're very picky about times and when to meet you. If somebody wants to meet you at 10 o'clock at night or never can do a weekend or, you know, has to do it during the day from work, you know, those are bad signs. And it no matter what they tell you, it's usually not going to go well. You You should be very suspicious. If somebody can only eat lunch, they got to eat dinner somewhere sometime, <laughs> and why can't it be with you? Yeah, well, the big thing is if they're married, they can never do a weekend usually. Right. Weekend unless away. unless you're going to go out of town with them. And, they, and you, you know, work in the same office, I, in which case he's the boss and you're the secretary, and you guys are going on a business trip. <laughs> well, we see all kinds of stuff now. And, I, you know, I, I look at all these stories. Like there's this story in the news that's very famous right now that involves, you know, um, high-level security people. And you see how how this kind of thing can happen. And and many people don't even know, like this, your their own spouse may not know. So you have to be very careful and asking those questions up front before you go to meet them. And it's okay to just come right out and say, are you married? And if the a buzzword is if they tell you, well, I'm separated. You know, it's just not a good idea to go out with somebody separated. You, for one thing, it it tells me that it's not over for them in their ex. And number two, you are going to be rebound, and you're going to be part of either the reason that he he or she does go on to get divorced, or you're going to be in the middle of a nasty some sort of a nasty battle. And you don't need that. There's so many single people really looking for someone. Um, don't chance it. No, and definitely, because he's not going to leave his wife. And will you want him after he leaves his wife, after he's been beat up through a divorce and all crabby and bitter? Well, and now that, do you want him if he's cheating on his wife? Because, you know, it's only going to be a matter of years, and, and you're going to be probably, you could be the wife, and then he's cheating on you. So if somebody, if you ever date someone who cheats, think about it very clearly and very very cognizantly, because what I want you to know is if you date a cheater, then you are most likely going to be cheated on if you stay with that person. It may not be in the same way. It, it may be more concealed. It may be more of an emotional cheat, but you will be cheated on. And so, you know, if they tell you that, if if they tell you they're, you know, that that's why it ended, it's 
probably better you just walk away from it while you still can. Unless you want to become a private detective. (laughs) Get one of those black lights and just be doing all that stuff, following them, shadowing them, putting trackers on them everywhere. Oh, and people do that. But I think most people have better things to do with their lives. Wouldn't you rather be with somebody that frees your time up so that you can actually have other hobbies? (laughs) Right. And and then the other thing is when when you look at their profile, if they're attractive – but they don't look like they have anything in common with you, it's probably better you don't join with them because you guys are, you need a base. You need something that that you're both really good at. And some of the websites, the more money you pay for a website, the better match you're going to have. With Match.com, it's almost like somebody is standing there saying, come on down, come on down. You, you're, you entered the, you, you basically signed up the same day, so you're a match. I mean, <laughs> I'm just convinced they don't go through any kind of requirements for actually matching. So be careful. If you if you pay a little bit more, like there's a website called It's Just Lunch, that's a great website. And you probably will really meet someone that has your is in your same type of profession and someone you can actually communicate with. But you have to be willing then to take your chance with that and to pay that money in. And no matter what, you know, stay safe. You know, take your own car the first time, like we mentioned in the first podcast, and be on alert. Be careful what what they're like. You know, when they say something, think about what they're saying. You know, you're you're be curious rather than just trying to get them to like you. You go as a way that you're being curious to find out about them and to kind of enjoy them, but to know also that you aren't trying to fit into their life. You're trying to see if their life fits you. Because many times what women do is they want someone so badly that they'll do they'll they'll become somebody they're not to match. And that's that's just never a good idea. That's one of the biggest dating mistakes I ever made. I was dating a guy and um, in the beginning we were very different people. Very mm-hmm. different. But as I started to like him and started to fall for him, you know, I noticed all his friends were a certain way, and so I started to try to dress like those other women and try to talk about the same types of things and have the same type of interests, and it did not work out. And I was mad at myself afterwards just because I had turned myself into somebody that I didn't even necessarily like. And oh, I wish yes. I had stayed true to myself because mm-hmm. then he either, if we broke up, it would have been because he broke up with me, not in this, you know, other person that I have become. Right. You know, and Maria, that is such a good point because so many women become someone for that they think their man or someone they really love is going to admire and there is no bigger mistake. Stay always, always stay true to yourself. And if you don't know who that is, I have a lot of clients that say, you know, I don't I don't really know who I am or what makes me interesting. Then it's time that you find out and find out now why you can. Figure out, you know, just start exploring yourself. Start finding out what makes you interested. Go to classes. Take a personality profile test. Like there's so many personality profiles. Start out with a Myers-Briggs. Try and get some some ideas of what kinds of things you're attracted to so you at least know where your where your interests are and then you'll know where to go to find someone else that has those same interests and i think with all dating or all getting to know someone that's where it all starts just figuring out what where you are 
Yeah, and then being able to to keep your head in the midst of all the relationship waters. Oh, it's, you know. It's, it's tough. Yes, it is. And I, I think it's especially tough, really tough, during times when we have a, you know, we have a certain biological clock that's going off and, and we find something that we think, well, I think I can change him. Because, you know, women have this idea that we always think we can change the person. Like, even if he's an out-and-out alcoholic, we're like, I think I can cure him. Once we're married, he'll stop drinking. Once we're married, he'll stop cheating. Once we're married, he won't hit me anymore. And none of those things are true. If he's doing any of those things before, it's going to probably speed up after. It's probably going to amplify after because now he's got you. If if you if you date someone who let's say they swear they start out swearing a lot and they start out trying to isolate you like they're trying to get you all to themselves they may be really slick and they may say well you know I love you so much I just want you all to myself but if they're also swearing and they begin insulting you that it's a red flag for abusive and when you start seeing those things it's very important that you are aware of it so that you so that you start moving backwards away from him and the relationship the reason is you cannot fix an abuser you there's so many things you can't fix when you get someone accept where they are and i think that's where men are a little bit better than women they are good about saying you know what she you know this would never work we're we're just it's not going to work she's mean or i don't like this about her and women we're always seeing the the hope we see small things yeah, and we're like he's I a think little I, this yeah but that's okay cuz you know i once we're married i can fix it or you know once we're dating i'll show him like even something as simple as the way a man presents himself. Exactly. Oh, that hair, that this, but that's okay. I'll get him to get a haircut, and I'll take him to a store and have him get different clothes. And unless he's on board, like unless he's wanted to make a change like that, then you're just going to insult him, and it's over. I've actually seen that hap- that all acted out in my office. There's this woman that she married this guy, and she used to tell me when they were date they were dating, and and I knew her personally also. And she told me, you know, the thing that turns me off about him is his, are his teeth. His teeth were crooked. And she said, but I think you know that's something that I could change after we get married. And it was also his hair. She didn't like his hair. So I'll be darned. They got married. And the next time I saw him, he had all these veneer beautiful teeth. <laughs> and his hair was cut completely different. But, you know, something changed in the guy. The guy, he was now her husband. He started being a little bit meaner to her. He was more resentful. And he would even make, before he used to be all adoring and so loving to her, all of a sudden he started making little comments to her. Like whatever she had done to talk him into modifying or making these changes, he was very angry about. He made them, but he wasn't happy about it. And they ended up divorcing. And I always, he was never quite enough. There was always something she was, she looked at him like a house, like an old house, there's all these parts you got to redo a little. Every time I saw him, he started looking hotter and hotter and better, but he, his personality just got worse and worse and worse. He was he was no longer a really neat guy, but he was a hot guy, and he ended up divorcing her. Yeah, and so he probably he, cheated on her. I was going to say, he probably found a woman, not only that was like, oh, this great hot guy, yeah. but also 
that liked him for him, his personality and stuff, too, and could see that over the hot. Right, right. Hopefully. Hopefully. Because, you know, he may have just looked so good by the end of all the tweaking, <laughs> but she ended up losing him, too. That he didn't so. have to be nice. The That's just right. Took him just, well, he's so good looking. It's yeah. okay that he's horrible. <laughs> That's right. So it's, it's really important that you notice these things when you're dating because once you get with them, getting out of an abusive marriage or, or a or a relationship where you're not treated you know, really well. It's it's just so much harder. So it's not worth it. But um, and I I think what's really important with all of this online dating mostly is protecting yourself. And of course, that means safe sex. That means taking precautions, making sure that you that you never do anything that is risque, especially with sharing bodies, because we see. So I think the latest thing I said is I heard or I read in a sex journal was that 80% of all people are carriers of some form of HPV virus right now. That's really high. Wow. So you that means that you have to wear condoms and you have to be very careful with any sex, you know, and, and get a sexual history. It's not too conservative to ask this person before you ever have sex with them, you know, hey, listen, I, I'll just feel better if we both go to the doctor and get a, make sure we, our records both match, that we're clean, and, um, and then I can enjoy intimacy and I won't be nervous that I'm going to get some disease from you. And vice versa for him because every person you slept with before, you carry a part of them with you. And if you were in a relationship where you may have gotten something that was dormant, and men are less symptomatic many times than women are, um, the guy might not be lying. He might be really honest and saying, you know, I, I didn't give this to you. I didn't have it. Well, he may not have known he was a carrier of it. And unfortunately, she got it. Well, this brings up, um, with online dating, mm-hmm. how many online, you know, how many Skypes or tweets or how many online occasions do you think people should have before they actually meet in person and have a date? And then between the internet and face-to-face time, how much time before they become intimate? Boy, that's a really good question. I, well, you know, I like to see people at least have talked on the phone. Like maybe you've been talking for, I don't know, a month on via um, Facebook, via Skyping, via the phone. And then I think it's pretty safe. I want to hear their voice. And more than that, I'm looking at patterns. I'm looking for the way they talk, and I'm looking, especially on Skype, I I watch how people talk. Like, I want to see how, I want to see which words their eyes react to. That's very important. You'll get a very good, a very good idea of what they're about. Because you, people talk, when they talk, one reason we like to see their eyes is they talk with their eyes. And if you can watch their eyes, even if the words coming out are one thing, the eyes will always give them away. Good advice. Yeah, it's very important. You have to watch for it, but but I do th- I do want to know what their voice sounds like before I meet them, because it, I'll hear a lot in a voice that I might not hear on. You know, skyping is all all computers are a little bit distorted. This is distorted. Yeah, so, right. you know, I'm we really look better than this. <laughs> but you know, you have to really be able to see me. I think after a month, and then. Um, if you're doing something more intimate, I, I don't know. I'm not this third date person. I, I just don't go with that. I just, but I'm very careful. I, you know, I do this for a living. 
when you do it for a living, you see the power in it. You, I think you take it much more seriously. I think you see the underbelly that we don't necessarily see I on think people so. a lot of I times, think so. too. Well, I think what happens is when you do what I do for a living, you become very skeptical because I've, I only hear the bad stuff, and, and I start looking for it. I start looking for the fallout of every single person, and it changes how you think about things. You're much more cautious. My husband always says, man, if something happened to me, you would never marry again. And he's absolutely right. <laughs> I'm like, nobody could pass my test. You know, you just kind of get these certain rules about yourself. That, um, And I, so I always tell people, you know, my best advice is always go slower than you want to go. I think that's a good rule of thumb, and I wish I had known mm-hmm. you like 10 years ago. <laughs> You saved me well, a you'd lot still of be with Al, but yeah, you might have not gone through all those other ones. You and Al are meant to be, though, Maria. He's my lobster. Yeah, he's he's everything. And, you know, I think once you have a great relationship, you just, you know, you value it so much. And you see, you see, you compare everything else to it. And you see all the mistakes you made with other people. But, you know, there's a certain amount of mistakes we have to make. And there's a certain amount of experiences we have to make. I just don't want people to to risk their own livelihood for those things. And I see a lot of um, women and men taking chances that I, I just think are way too risky, especially after I meet the people. I think we all want to rush into relationships a lot of times because if you're lonely and if somebody shows you attention and it's been a while, you want it to be a relationship so bad just because you don't want to be lonely. And it, it's hard to take a step back sometimes and realize, you know, this person maybe isn't what they say they are. They're not exactly what I, you know, what I my whatever my core needs are in a relationship they're not meeting them exactly because you just want the relationship to work well it's not as important well yeah if if your faith or if certain things are important to you like if family is important to you and the other person they never see their family they don't talk to them then that's going to be a problem for you down the road because they're going to wonder why are you trying to spend time with your family all the time exactly well you know i what happens also with being single and i i don't think that we talk enough about this is that the longer you're single or alone and you don't want that, like you you really want someone to be with you, the lower your self-esteem goes too because you start not believing that you are valuable. And so as that goes, it only makes sense that as you're dating, because you're, you're lower, you may have a lower self-esteem or you may not see your value, you're going to attract the guys who, who will take advantage of you that aren't that great. And then, of course, you're going to have an experience with one of those guys that further deteriorates your self-esteem because they're not going to treat you well. And then it goes into the thing what you said, because you don't feel good about yourself, you're always evaluating, but will I be able to find somebody else? If I, I mean, a warm body is better than no body to a lot of people. And you have you have got to get out of that mentality because that's not true. To have a warm body that treats you poorly is is not acceptable and it's not it's not more valuable than just being with nobody. It's always better to at least know what you've got and to be secure. I if I were alone and I wanted a man, the first thing I would do is I would start looking at who I am as a woman. And what what am I, what areas of myself are attractive? And then the areas that I felt weaker with, with that maybe 
maybe these are problem areas, I would seek ways to make those areas stronger. So in my own life, I'm very shy. In my real life, I'm very shy. So if something happened to my husband and I want to I want to date other people, one thing I have to do is I have to get out of that shyness. So I have to put myself in situations where where I'm going to be may force myself to talk to men and women. And that's not easy. Like, how am I even going to get there? Well, for one thing, I'm going to need a good friend that I can lean on and say, will you go with me? But it can't be it can't be the kind of friend that will take over for me because then I'm never going to get over my shyness. Right. <laughs> so it's got to be somebody that understands I'm shy and that I'm trying to work on it. So someone that will go with me but kind of say, you can do this, you know, an encourager. And then that I can talk to on the way home. I I actually um, prescribe that for people, especially after they've been, if their spouse has died, because many times those women and men don't know how to get back in. And I'll say, listen, the first thing you need, who is a friend of yours that's not an enabler, but that will actually help you with your weakness of going out? Because there's a lot of people, I'm not the only shy person. Oh, no. There's a lot of people that are very shy, and they they don't even know how to go about dating again. I was going to say the Internet is probably helpful for people like that because they can at least dip their toes in the water without having to put themselves right out there right away. Exactly. Well, the only problem with the Internet is you'll meet every perpetrator there. <laughs> well, yeah, you got to weed through all of that. I, I know. that, And that's and they'll, and they'll take they'll try to take advantage. And so if you've, if you've been in a relationship forever and you don't have that, you don't have that knowledge of what people out there are doing, it's, I can see why it's so scary and hard to date someone. Well, I think your advice is taking it slow. Take it slower than you want. Take it, always take it slower than you want. And that's with everything. I, that's my, that's my prescription for men who are trying to love a woman. And they're always like, well, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of nervous. I'm getting, you know, I'm getting a little performance anxiety. I'm like, listen, you can never go wrong with a woman if you go slower than you want to go. Because every woman, every woman has to transition from being a mom or in her, her normal work life to being sexy. And if the guy automatically goes slower, well, let's just listen to some music. Let's just chill. Let's just have a glass of champagne and just, you know, we got all night. Let's take our time. My gosh, that's a dream day. Oh, yeah. It's like, really? You're okay with that? Seriously? Okay. Yeah. No, you're kidding. <laughs> I mean, that is, that's just, and if if the first night he doesn't have sex with her, and rather than that, he kisses her and makes her feel beautiful, she, it's, it's a no-brainer. He's going to get a second date, and she's going to start really appreciating him so most men make their big mistake they go too fast and it is the woman may feel desired at the time but it wears off quickly because then the next day she's going to label him that all he wanted was sex and it wasn't that it's just a guy had bad timing (laughs) in my opinion you always go slow I think that works for a lot of things. Yeah. So, well, Maria, we're out of time, but I just, I do want to give the listeners um, some feedback about how they can get a hold of you, how they can talk to you about 
Oh, future questions for things, me. questions for Maria. Or you just want to say hi. You had nothing yeah. better to do. <laughs> you can reach me on Twitter at Maria Todd, and it's Maria like West Side Story, M A R I A T O D D. Or you can reach me, Maria Todd, on Facebook. So I'm a slash there. And then uh, at MariaTodd.net. Great. Thanks, Maria. And I'm at MaryJoRapini.com. And you can also Facebook me, Mary Jo Rapini. Or you can go to my website, and that's Mary Jo Rapini, and I'll spell it for you. It's M-A-R-Y-J-O-R-A-P-I-N-I.com. And thanks for joining us, Maria. Thanks a million thanks for, for helping all me. those daters. Hopefully they'll send us some questions so we can bring them on the air next yes, time. Yes, and hopefully they got a few laughs in between realizing I don't have to do what she did. <laughs> right. I can be I smarter have, than her. I don't have to have four kids. I'm no. going to get a... <laughs> they'll, they'll do fine, Maria.